Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. We're recording this on Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. And with the uh, kickoff to the season, I guess tomorrow, uh, we're going to be doing a weekly show here where we're uh, going to be doing handicapping, picks against the spread uh, every week. We call it Picks Trying Not to Suck because that's about the best you can hope for uh, when it comes to gambling. And uh, I've invited on my uh, brother, the Skinny, to uh, do our annual, uh, you know, pick-off, I guess is what you'd call it. Uh, every every year we've done this for uh, probably going on like a decade now. So uh, anyway, we're going to do it in podcast form this year as opposed to writing out the, the uh, picks. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. Skinny, what's up, man? Oh, not much. You know, you, you've interrupted me from my marathon of... Uh... The Righteous Gemstones. Have you checked that out yet? You know what? I haven't. It looked, I mean, it, it looks very promising, of course, but uh, what do you think so far? Well, uh, in, in fairness, you interrupted me, so I'm only one episode oh, okay, in. Oh, okay, okay. So far, so far, pretty good. I mean, you, you can never go too wrong with uh, with uh, Danny McBride, although he's kind of um, reprising his character a little bit from, uh, oh, why am I blinking on the show? Um, what eastbound and down? Oh, yes, thank you, thank you. Which you know, great show, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, fantastic. The part where he's doing that dance in the first season, you know, at the uh, yeah at the, at the school the gymnasium. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, classic. Thing. Yeah, where better to profess my love than when surrounded by angels? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, well, I'll check it out. Maybe we can compare notes next week. So anyway, man, uh, you ready for the season to start? Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's one of those weird things because like it, I don't particularly this year. Like normally, like the summer kind of like drags, and this year I feel like it it flew by, and like I'm almost like unprepared. Um, that that there's real uh, even uh, we'll call last week I guess real college football if you want, but there's real college football this weekend. Yeah, that was uh, I was so kind of just caught off guard watching that game last week, and it looked like the teams that were playing were pretty caught off guard too because that was some ugly ball. But uh, you know, now that uh, things are really kind of kicking off in earnest this week, it's time to get our you know uh, weekly picks here going. Uh, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar, each week we pick five game. We each pick five games. We haven't really conferred uh, ahead of time as to who's picking what, so we just kind of uh, play it by ear. Um, and at the end of the season, uh, you know, we tally things up, see who, see who the winner is. So, um, this year, let's see here, I'll go ahead and kick us off for week one. Um, you know, I got, I, by the way, I need to let you know, our, I, uh, 
yesterday I uh, made a, uh, a trip out to uh, visit our, our associate uh, E Money at an undisclosed location uh, nearby a uh, you know one of the new uh, gambling joints uh, in one of the you know new states that's now allowing uh, sports gambling. Uh, to compare notes, so uh, you know, I, I I definitely owe him a uh, you know uh, a little bit of shine here for uh, helping me out. But uh, do they do they are they doing sports gambling in your neck of the woods now? You know what? I, I was just gonna say this about I can go about twenty miles or twenty minutes over the border, and uh, it will be ready for this weekend. So uh, maybe a Friday afternoon evening uh, jaunt across the border might be uh, in order. Uh, my first pick is going to be the Ball State Cardinals taking on the uh, Indiana Hoosiers. Ball State is uh, getting 17 points right now. I'll take the points. Uh, they're playing at the RCA Dome in Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, this is a case really where I'm just not high on the Hoosiers. And Ball State brings back 17 guys. And, and they also have, uh, I believe, uh, you know, they'll be taking on a newcomer at quarterback here for Indiana in Michael Phoenix, <laughs> a, a, a junior who who's uh, getting the start there for the Hoosiers. So uh, I, I'm not expecting a Ball State win here, but uh, 17 points seems like seems pretty rich for uh, what we got. Yeah. I, okay. I'm sure there'll be a lot of action in Vegas on that one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, well, you know, the 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 one the the uncertainty around Phoenix, who's <laughs> ironically right. got Ball State <laughs> for his first game, is uh, is uh, probably going to be you know having some people kind of uh, you know waiting to see how things shake out there before they before they put their money down. Gotcha. All right, all right. That's a good one. You uh, you 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 want my first one here? Yeah, lay it on me. All right. I'm going to go with actually the SC Trojans laying 13 and a half at home with, with Fresno coming to town. My thinking on this one is, you know, everyone, it's been cool to bag on, on SC uh, in the off season, which, you know, with good reason. Um, but, you know, you do have, you know, you have JT Daniels, who's really kind of thrown into a rough spot this year. You know, is he Kyler Murray? No, but uh, you know, I think Graham Harrell's air raid system could kind of could kind of dumb things down for him a little bit. Um, and, and then you know, Fresno also yeah, obviously a pretty good team last year. Lost quite a bit from last year's team, so I don't, you know, I, while, while I'm not super high on USC and I, I don't necessarily love picking them, I, I think this is a solid play for them. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, it's not one of my five for this week, but uh, I'd definitely be on the Trojans if I'm on either side there. Uh, Fresno State's lost a lot, and uh, you know, I kind of think Graham Harrell's going to give the Trojans a shot in the arm there. That they, you know, they've been so kind of just uh, behind the times offensively that they they kind of need something. You know, they they needed I think that new approach. You know, obviously they were going to try to get with Cliff Kingsbury, but Harrell is is not a bad backup option there. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, gosh, man, <laughs> my plays this week are some dogs, man. Uh, we'll st- <laughs> next up, uh, I like the Liberty Flames. Uh, again, getting 17. For some reason, Syracuse is traveling there to uh, – uh, where do they play? Uh, they're in, oh, yeah, Liberty's in Lynchburg, Virginia. 
to uh, to take on Hugh Freeze's team in his first game there, his debut as head coach. Now this is a you know a team that went six and six last year in Liberty. Uh, brings back you know total of 15 starters, eight on the offensive side of the ball, including uh, quarterback Stephen Calvert. Um, you know, and I think that uh, I think that you know the Orange are going to take a, a step back this year. Um, you know, ironically, they still might be one of the best teams in the uh, ACC just because that that conference is so watered down at this point. But uh, you know, I like I like the Flames to uh, keep it within within 17 here this weekend. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are high on the Flames coming into this year. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it's just you know, but I mean. You know, for for all of Hugh Freeze's, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of blemishes, he's a pretty decent coach, and uh, you know, has done done quite a bit, you know, to kind of uh, bring you know some of the spreadish kind of air raidish type principles there to uh, offenses in the southeast. Uh, you know, this is a, a pretty good spot for him and his uh, you know team to I think just just kind of make a statement. I wouldn't be surprised if they played if they played Syracuse pretty close. Yeah, I, I I think I would tend to side with you on that one as well. All right, so what's your second? All right, my second one, the BYU Cougs, uh, plus six, that they're hosting the Utah Utes. Um, you know, again, th- this is kind of the reverse of, of the SC play. I mean, you know, everybody's on Utah. And again, I think with, with good reason um, this year, but... You know, you've got a rivalry game uh, going into Provo. Not an easy place to play. Um, you know, I think it opened at six and a half, so I still wish I was getting that, that little hook there. But uh, you know, I'll take I'll take the Cougs plus six. Yeah, that's one. Uh, you know, Utah feels like one of those teams right now that is so kind of you know supposedly so off the radar, underrated that they're kind of being overrated it feels like at this point despite having you know a really good defense uh but byu i think will bring it you know i mean it's a holy war and those teams just do not like each other at all yeah and i mean byu schedule is, is actually pretty brutal when you look at it and i guess that's part of them being independent but um you know i, I think they'll be up for this one yeah utah at tennessee usc washington then they've got Boise yeah. later. I mean, that's yeah, that is rough. That is rough. All mm-hmm. right. Um, all right. Let's see here. My next one. Uh, I'm looking at South Carolina minus nine and a half uh, against North Carolina. Now it's hopped up, I think, a couple points since since it opened. But um, you know, the Gamecocks, they've got uh, a solid team this year. I feel like, but man that schedule is rough i mean i'm pretty sure let's see here obviously they've got clemson at the end of the year uh you know not as a you know sec east team they're, they're gonna have georgia this year i'm pretty sure that uh, they also get alabama i was gonna say i think they have bama yeah so yeah they have alabama in week three so i mean if you're if you're South Carolina, you need to start racking up some wins early because you know with with a, with a schedule like that, I mean, you, you arguably have maybe the three three top teams in the country, uh, you know, playing on playing them this year. So yeah, I think that this is a spot where South Carolina is going to uh, go in, get a win. You know, it's a it's a veteran team with a with an experienced quarterback, and uh, obviously they're going through a lot of turnover at North Carolina with uh, Mac Brown uh, going back to his old stomping grounds. <laughs> <laughs> of all, all retreads. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. 
All right. So what is your third pick? Okay. And, you know, so in full disclosure, I, you know, I looked, I was going through these earlier this week, and now I'm, I might kind of be regretting this one, but I'm going to stick with it. So uh, I'm actually taking Northwestern plus six at Stanford. I'm throwing in a road dog here. Um, you know, and now did it make me a little nervous when I found out last night that uh, Hunter Johnson and TJ Green have been named co-stars? <laughs> um, Who does that? Hunter Johnson was it was five star, you know, got transferred from Clemson, and uh, and Green was a walk-on. But you know, I, maybe it's some games and shit by Pat Fitzgerald. You never know. Um, you know, Stanford, like obviously Cassell is pretty good. Um, I don't know, it's just odd to me. It seems like David Shaw's star is, is you know, the shine on his star is starting to to, um, to uh, wane a little bit. I don't know, it, it just seems like the talent level in recent years there has been a, a bit down from, from what it was. Um, and, and, you know, then again, I, I think Fitzgerald's a solid coach. Um, so, you know, and plus Stanford has to worry about a pretty brutal schedule in the coming weeks, whereas Northwestern you're looking at not a week off, but no, but UNLV the following week. So I'm actually going to take Northwestern going out west. Wow, yeah, this is the body clock game from a few years ago when uh, Stanford had to kick off so early or whatever. You remember and uh, lost yeah, Northwestern, yeah. Season, right? I think so, or might might have been their yeah. second. I'm not sure. I'm, I can't remember exactly how it played out, but you're right. It was it was well. If they had won that game, they probably were in the playoff because I think they may have only had one other loss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think the tailgate scene is going to be like there on the farm? Oh, I'm sure it'll be wild. <laughs> That's right, you know. man. The, those those, <laughs> those uh, wildcats, man. It. Oh yeah, you know all the tech bros from Northwestern and. Uh, Stanford kind of converging there, you know, that could be, you never know, man. Things could get ugly in that, in that parking yeah, lot, lot. You know, lots of finance talk, you know, tech talk, you know, some deals will get struck in the parking lot. Yeah. Champagne, bring, bring out the VU or whatever. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think, uh, Mike, in other words, what we're saying here, folks, is if you're planning on attending this game, be careful. That's all. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, my uh, let's see here. Okay, so we're on to number four here. Oh god, another one that is just. Uh, uh, I like the Wake Forest Demon Deacons giving three and a half against uh, the Utah State Aggies. I believe they're playing on Friday night um, out there in uh, Winston Salem. Um, you know that's a long road trip for the Aggies, who you know are basically retooling their entire offense. They have a great quarterback in Jordan Love, but. Uh, not much else uh, coming back on that side of the ball. And, uh, you know, the entire coaching staff left to go with uh, Matt Wells to Texas Tech. So they brought back Gary Anderson, who had a lot of success there. But, um, you know, it's just one of those kinds of situations where, given all the upheaval, uh, I like I like the, the Demon Deacons to uh, pull out a cover here. Ooh, I don't know. I, 
that's a tough one. I might lean the other way. I mean, Utah State, eh, you know, again, you said they're bringing, uh, they're bringing, they have the edge of quarterback. Um, I don't know. But that's what I, I, I guess I wouldn't bet it. You don't feel comfortable walking up with a uh, Wake Forest ticket in your hand or asking for a Wake Forest ticket? <laughs> Pretty much never. No. never. no, no, fair enough. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay, what is your – what's your next one? All right, um, my next one, I'm going Cincy minus three at home with UCLA coming to town. And, and again, you'll, you'll kind of notice my theme here outside of the, the Northwestern pick. You know, everyone, or I shouldn't say everyone, I've heard a lot of times, a lot of talk in the offseason about UCLA getting this kind of bump, shift Kelly year two, you know, uh, the talent improves, uh, they have this massive defensive line, you know, on and on and on. But, uh, you know, again, I, I, Cincy is, is, you know, probably not on a lot of people's radar. They're a really good team in the AAU last year. Um, you know, Mike, I'm probably not the favorite with UCF, but they'll be right there. Um, you know, a good team at home, and I guess I'm just not really buying in that, that, you know, through one recruiting cycle, which, you know, if you believe the recruiting rankings, you know, really wasn't that great. I'm, I'm just not seeing where this massive upgrade in talent is coming from. So I'm going to take the Bear Bearcats at home on the Thursday night. Ooh, see, here's one where we differ because my fifth one is actually USC minus the three. I'll go ahead and lay it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't. Th- I, I think that USC is going to be an improved team this year. They bring back so much from last year. Um, you know, I, I kind, I kind of like the quarterback they had there, uh, Dorian. What's his name? Dorian Thompson, something like that. It, yeah, it's, it's a hyphenated, uh, and I'm blanking, but yeah. That's more that's more in vogue these days, the hyphenated last name. Yeah, Dorian Thompson really Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh you know, but they've got a total of nineteen starters back. Now, when you go three and nine the year before, that's not always a good thing. But um I I like I like them in the spot. I think they're gonna be I think that could be end up being a pretty tough game for Oklahoma in a couple of weeks here, just given, you know, as a college coach, Chip Kelly's been pretty good uh in the past. And it seemed like the Bruins were playing better down the stretch last year. Um, I'll tell you this much, though: if UCLA doesn't win this game or gets, you know, isn't, you know, ended in the fourth quarter, that's a bad sign, I think, for Kelly's future at uh, at UCLA. Just because, I mean, you know, they really should. This is a game. This is still a team that they should be they they should be competitive with or beating. You know. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And I don't know why I just have this feeling like. Chip Kelly just kind of, you know, he just kind of took this job and kind of, you know, ride it out and then uh, ride off into the sunset. Like, he just doesn't seem overly invested, but maybe that's just kind of his personality. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I mean, everybody's been talking about how little effort he's been giving on the recruiting trail, which is an interesting way to go about rebuilding a program, so... All right, so are you, uh, get, hit us with your last pick here. Uh, okay, so so it, we're we're doing this on Wednesday night. Are you going to shoot me if I take another Thursday night game? No, no, lay it on me, man. All right, all right, and it's kind of taking a flyer here, but I'm I'm going to take Georgia Tech. Uh, and what are they getting? I think it's they're getting 37 points now. Um, 
And again, kind of sticking with my theme, um, you know, Clemson, uh, don't get me wrong, they're, they're really, really strong. Um, but maybe getting a, a little more bump than they should coming off of that, that Bama whipping. Um, now, the question is, can Georgia Tech put up any points at all here, which, which kind of worries me. But, you know, you have new, new, new blood there in the, with, the, what is it, Jeff Collins coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm just kind of taking a flyer thing. You know, maybe, maybe the market's kind of overpriced uh, uh, Clemson in this one. Yeah, you know, it's funny you bring up how many points Georgia Tech might score because uh, E Dollar, that was one of his uh that was one of his things he was he was hoping for to catch a prop maybe on uh the yellow jackets at, you know, maybe uh over <laughs> under on just their score cuz he he doesn't think that they get he doesn't think they score put up more than 3 points. So he uh he was you know, he was doing his uh general, you know, kind of scouring the market looking to see what he could find. You know, it's probably not a bad one if you can find it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, okay, so just to recap, I've got uh, South Carolina minus 9.5. I've got Ball State plus 17. Wake Forest minus 3.5. UCLA minus 3. And Liberty, I think I said 17 earlier. They're actually It's actually at 19. Or eighteen and a half. So Ooh. I'll say Liberty. I'll say Ooh. Liberty plus eighteen and a half. Yeah, I know I got a couple extra there. I'll take Liberty plus eighteen and a half. Uh, and then Skinny, you had. Let's see here. You had Cincinnati. You had Georgia Tech. You had USC. And mm-hmm. who are the other two? Uh, BYU and BYU. Northwestern. Ooh, BYU. That's a murderer's row. All right. Well, there you have oh, it, folks. No. So. You know, I guess for this audience, we want to go ahead and talk a little bit about OU, uh, you know, Sunday night game with uh, the Houston Cougars. I don't know, just any kind of general thoughts about uh, how things are shaping up? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly one of the more intriguing off-seasons I can remember just with, with the defense and with, with, with Jalen Hurts coming in. And, you know, I think this is one where it's kind of OU, you know, it's like OU wins this what used to be the old, like, 24-10 score like 20 years ago like it just feels mm-hmm. like every OU game is like 55 to 32 right you know, like, yeah um that's kind of my feeling I, I think they'll, they'll give up they'll score a lot they'll give up a lot but um you know and then we'll all get to, to talk for another week about you know how much how bad OU defense is and is it going to get any better and um I I, I, th- I think it will I mean kind of an easy prediction because it can't get worse but yeah um, yeah i mean i guess if i was looking at the line here it's tough i uh, i might tend to to stick with um i might tend to take the points and uh in houston yeah you know it kind of depends i think on where you're getting it you know i mean like some people i I believe it you know there are some places i think you can get it still for like 24 24 and a half uh, which you know, in that case, does make uh, Houston seem seem kind of interesting. But I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that OU might drop the hammer on them. Um, just you know, it, 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 just a feeling I get. Which you know, I, I don't really have a have a have a good uh, have a. I wouldn't put make this a pick or anything like that. But um, I'll be excited to watch it. It feels like this is like with with Grinch there and really you know uh so many new faces really on on the defensive coaching staff uh, I mean it feels like this is kind of you know a, a, I guess you know kind of a new a new version of OU in the sense that 
it's most of the uh, old faces that you know Lincoln Riley was there started with under Bob Stoops. I mean, they're they're pretty much a lot of them have gone. You know. Oh yeah, it, it, this is like this is a, a a totally new era, and you know I'll just be happy if there's some some guys being covered, maybe a little bit, <laughs> yeah. maybe a little QB pressure and some tackling. <laughs> yeah, tackling. yeah. Well, like right? here's well here's my here's a question that I have though for you. Like I've read so much in the offseason. So obviously Mike Stoops, you know, has been just kind of the bane of every Sooner fan's existence. You know complain about the scheme that he he was deploying there and don't get me wrong there it left a lot to be desired but it also just seemed i think the bigger issue for him was just he clearly wasn't motivating those guys at all like they just they did not play hard and i don't think it really got any better as the season wore on last year i mean i just it just felt like the whole thing it, it just and from that standpoint had had that was what had really fallen apart yeah, and and I think that had been the case for a while, and it, you know he just it, unfortunately Mike Stoops had just kind of run his course long ago, and um, you know that that style is it, it's and and his personality is kind of a hard it's kind of hard on on, on say student athletes, and um, you know so I, I completely agree now. Do I think Grinch is is, is going to in the long term be do well there? I do. You know, but I, do I think he's going to solve all their problems this year? You know, I, I think that that's asking too much. Just that you know, the talent level, and particularly from a depth standpoint, just isn't there, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like OU has has a collection of some solid players, good players. You know, I mean, in, in different spots, but you know, it's it, it's not. I'm not quite sure necessarily how the pieces all fit together, but. Again, if he can just get them like gang tackling, you know, I mean, you know, looking for the ball, you know, uh, hustling, <laughs> you know, I mean, like that's the stuff that uh, they they just haven't had in the past couple years. Yeah, and and and, and, would, and would make a huge difference, you know, it it really would, and so it, it'll be it will be interesting to see, but you know, like and. You know, you, the other thing is not a lot of people talk about because they weren't necessarily, I mean, expected. I mean, maybe I don't know about Kelly, Kelly, but like you know, they've already lost Kelly, Kelly, Jordan Kelly, and Trey Norwood. So, so three guys they expected to contribute quite a bit, you know, are gone before the season even starts, right? Which doesn't bode well for a team without a lot of debt. Yeah, um, well, you know, maybe it'll mean that some of the younger guys get kind of pressed into service and see what they get. So, uh, I don't know, though. I, I, it should be a fun season, and, you know, I like it. I like better, you know, going in where um, obviously there's expectations on the program, but at the same time, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole lot of new that will be out there on the field that, uh, that you know, we had just stuff, guys we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm kind of liking this. What are you, what's your thought on the Sunday night kick? The Sunday night kick? Oh, I think it's great, man. I mean, for opening weekend, OU's got got the whole you know audience to itself, uh, you know. And on top of that, man, I, I believe the alternative was an early kick on Saturday, which you know, I mean, for recruiting purposes, is bad. Plus, I mean, you know, you've been through some of those games, like for opening game of the year on Labor Day weekend. I mean, I don't know what the weather's going to be like in uh, Norman this weekend, but. So many times that you know is one of you're just out there baking for a game like that, you know, and uh, 
I, I like the I'm, – I'm definitely a fan of, of doing the Sunday night thing. Maybe they'll even make it a, uh, a tradition. Who knows? That, that'd be great. I'm totally in favor of it, too. I love it. So. Yep. Cool, cool. All right, Skinny. Well, thanks a lot, man. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited you uh, do this a different way, though, man. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, podcasting will uh, treat you a little bit better when it comes to uh, our competition here, given that uh, I've kind of, I kind of run things the past few years. So, we'll, yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you have it's, it's been pretty lopsided. So. <laughs> All it's right, my year. Cool. Well, I guess I'll talk to you in a week then, and uh, we'll see how things are going after week one. Sounds good. All right, thanks to the Skinny for coming on for this week's edition of uh, Picks Try Not to Suck, and we'll talk to you again next week. For the Blade Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.